This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. Once again, it's on. Yes, it's on, and you're on the block here with Rico and your boy Stricky. Thank you for joining us 2 to 4 each and every day right here. We're in the middle of the week. Hump week, Rico, and I see you representing okay. New York Knicks today. How are you doing today? I just crossed over with you, so yes, I know you're doing okay. I'm doing fantastic, and my Knicks are doing fantastic. They got another win over the they got another win last night over the Portland Trailblazers this time. Um, 5 Knicks players in double figures. Yeah. Uh, Julius Randle and RJ Barrett, I think they both dropped 30 points, so we're feeling good. Emmanuel yeah. quickly still doing his thing, going for sixth man of the year, even though he's been starting the last couple of games because Jalen Brunson's injury. Um, but once Brunson comes back, the, the Knicks are, are even primed. more even more They're dangerous. They're to make a run, yeah. It's going to be so. They are, they are yeah. a second round team at worst. Yeah. And I am excited about that. Well, yeah, they haven't gotten out of the first round in quite some time now, so that would be a, a good thing for them. Listen, uh, we're, we're here. Only the reason that we're here, not only, but one of the reasons. One of the big reasons. Is because of our great sponsors down there at Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. And you know who it is, Charles and the crew down there. And they're open today, so you can get out there and get you a great meal from Mary Ellen's. Let them know that Stricky and Rico sent you from on the block, and we appreciate you guys and your continued support. Listen, um... Let's get into this because this is some this is some crazy news. This is one of the things, and I want to I want to continue to dig deep on this. But Aaron Rodgers has finally come out and stopped playing coy. Finally, he stopped sitting in the corner <laughs> <laughs> on timeout, holding his holding his football, <laughs> my football. I don't want to play out. with anybody. <laughs> and finally says, he addresses on the Pat McAfee show where he states that my intention is to play. So that in itself is huge. Mm-hmm. He's going to play. Because you got to think about it, right? Think about the hold that not only the New York Jets, but the Green Bay Packers, because now guys are starting to, you know, the 52-hour. 50, the, the yep. The legal, the, the legal tampering is going down, and guys are starting to make decisions. And you're holding because you're trying to figure out if this is going to be a part of the equation. Does he want to play? Does which messes up you going out and getting somebody. It also works with other quarterbacks that are mm-hmm. out there. Now guys start to fall off the map a little bit, like Jimmy starts going. Then you got to start saying, well, dang, do I have to rely on – like Baker Mayfield or Baker Mayfield's going to Tampa. Well, see, so he's going to replace Andy Dalton's going to Carolina. They're uh, falling. Matt Ryan just got released by the Colts, but do you really want to put your right. franchise into Matt Ryan's hands? Um, let me think. Matt, uh, 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 whatever White. Uh, oh yeah, the the one that was in the, the one that was Jer- in New York. New York yeah. He is he's going to Miami. Uh, these quarterbacks are said Jimmy Garoppolo to Vegas. Like these quarterbacks are going left. Yes. Derek Carr's still out there, surprisingly. Yeah. Um. The no. the Saints re-signed. They didn't. So the Saints haven't signed haven't. Carr yet. Oh. They haven't even. They said that they were still working on it. Okay. They just signed Jameis Winston to a a one year eight million dollar deal though. Ooh. So I don't know what that means for Derek Carr. There you go. Show and prove. It could be a fight. 
could be a fight or it could be a, le- a you know a sign with a lesser bonus and maybe a prove it contract mm-hmm. type of thing. But that's that's the thing that's going on. But when you look at Aaron Rodgers, um, he says I want to play, and not only did he do that, but he came up with a wish list like. A free agency whistle list, like this is who I want, and guess who's at the top of that list? ODB, Odell. and I'm not talking about you know <laughs> Wu Tang Clan. Uh, uh, I put it at the top of my wish list. OBJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I said ODB, but it's, o- it's OBJ. The, at, see, that's the confusing part. It's it's uh, <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr., <laughs> but also like OD Odell, and then Be- yeah, ODB. ODB. Like that makes sense. It, it makes sense. So it does I, make sense. for the longest time, I was like, I don't know which one he wants to be referred as. I yeah. think it's OBJ though. So, so that's on the wish list. Um, but o- Odell is asking for and commanding for a huge payout. Too much. It, it, it's way too much. Coming too much. off an injury, you're old. You're an elderly statesman now. You're probably not a number one, but in your mind, it's like me going out and playing basketball right now. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like I can go, 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 but my body keeps saying no, no, no. <laughs> you know. So Odell, coming off an injury, being more o- didn't older, didn't play for a full year. Didn't play for a full year. You know who's going to really drop the heavy load on you like I'm that? I'm sorry, That's the thing OBJ. You think about. You're not. You're not top contract worthy. You're not twenty million dollars. Uh, uh, unfortunately, like honestly, if you if you are truly back to yourself, then yeah, twenty million dollars. But we don't know that yet. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to take the chance and sign it for twenty million, you might be throwing twenty million away. But if you got you know a disposable income like a lot of these NFL teams do have, maybe you'll take that chance. Maybe the Jets will end up taking that chance. But I that's that's too much money for a guy that hasn't played in a year. Yeah, other other teammates that he feels comfortable with, some that uh, are dropping on the list. Uh, the real elderly statesman who still works well out of the slot can still do some things is Randall Cobb. He's one of the ones, uh, Marse- uh, Mercedes Lewis mm-hmm. and Alex Lazar. Alex Lazar can blow the top off. It, you know, he's one of those type of guys. They over, they already, the, they've agreed so the to a four year 44 overpaid, overpaid, overpaid for Allen. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what you're looking at with that. Um, the Jets still have some weapons. They have some pieces. They've got a tremendous defense. Um, do you think, uh, Rico, that the adding of uh, Aaron Rodgers changes the needle for the New York Jets? I mean, yeah, he's a he's a back to not back to back, but he is a he's an MVP, uh, two time MVP. He's a one time Super Bowl champion. He's one of the greatest talents that the league has seen in in quite some time. Um, Despite all of his off-field antics on the field, he can still get it done. He can still sling the rock, um, especially if you surround him with talent because you've seen what he can do with lesser talent and, and only one Devontae Adams and then a bunch of uh, a bunch of other wide receivers surrounding him and then one running back with Aaron Jones. And now you put him in New York where he has some pretty good uh, weapons surrounding him. You give him a Brees Hall, who, who's a little bit, who's not a little bit, is younger than Aaron Jones, still fresh legs at the running back position. Um, they've got some really good wide receivers. They they sign Alan Lazard, who's one of his favorite targets in Green Bay after Devontae Adams left. Uh, I think it does move the needle. I'm not sure about their defense. It was pretty solid last year. I don't know if it's still in that range. I do really like Robert Sala, their head coach, but um, not but. Uh, Aaron Rodgers definitely moves the needle for the Jets. However, you're in the AFC East. You've got, although it pains me to say, Miami's extremely talented. The Bills still have Josh Allen. They're extremely talented. And New England, even though last year was a a dud of a season, 
they've got Bill O'Brien to command their offense. Uh, Mac Jones is is came off a, a bad performance, but he was a Pro Bowler in his rookie season. Yeah. Uh, they just signed Juju Smith Schuster, and Bill Belichick knows how to knows how to call a heck of a defensive game. So um, you're in one of the tougher divisions in football. So we'll see exactly what happens. I mean, you're coming from one of the easier divisions when you you go with the Packers, the Vikings, mm-hmm. the Bears, and the Lions. That wasn't. I mean, they had a better season. The NFC North did, but it's still not not the greatest. Yeah, you of still divisions. can't rely on. I mean, some people on the text line would say uh, it, you can rely on Cousins, but you know his numbers were solid. But mm-hmm. when it comes to the big game, he just just he seems falters. To falters a little the bit. Bears, the Bears were bad. The Lions were the surprise of the season, but still, yeah, it's yeah. the Detroit Lions. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things he said is um, in the decision uh, that was absolutely dominating the landscape of of uh, of the news. <laughs> the Everybody was wondering. People were on pins and needles waiting on this message to come forth. And he says that uh, this is quote from Aaron Rodgers. He says that the darkness gave me a lot of time to contemplate everything. It was a great reset for me, for my body, for my mind. I went into the darkness, 90% retiring, 10% playing. And when I came out, I was really interested in what the landscape was, where green Bay was at. And if I wanted to play and what were my options. And so, um, you know, I, I, I will say this. I will say this, that that time of solitude, of just kind of getting away from everything, decompressing, um, I've been in those those times and moments, and there's nothing like it. Um, it, it, it does bring a lot of clarity, and it seems to me that uh, Aaron Rodgers has come to that point now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's probably some frustration coming out of his 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 himself with regards to you know what people have been reporting and what people have been saying and so forth and so on. Uh, feel as if they're speaking on his behalf when there was really nothing out there other than some probably close relationships that he probably shared some information with. Mm-hmm. So other than that, um, it's still nothing's done or solid he's expressed where he wants to be and it's going to be now 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 the last thing before we get to uh our favorite guy free oleg um um one of the things i would i would ask is does the green bay packers go and try to pillage in this situation is there a pillaging moment is there something that they can really glean no from from this situation or it's just kind of like in terms of getting things from new york no that's the only team that's that's so far that we know of that's the only team that wants to trade for aaron Rodgers. yeah so honestly the jets can sit there offer whatever they want to offer and say okay you either accept this or or he may retire stuck with rogers or yeah you lose him for nothing yeah you either take this or you get nothing, and and you don't have Aaron Rodgers, or you keep Aaron Rodgers, and he's very uh, not happy about where he's at with the with the current situation in Green Bay. So uh, the the Jets are holding all the cards in my mind. Mm-hmm. And if what Adam Schefter was reporting is true, and Rodgers was the only thing holding this up, now that he's expressed that he wants to play and he's willing to go to New York, I wouldn't be surprised if a deal gets done before the end of today. Well, Nyla, Nyla states that the Jets are better off on the text line, uh, Sutter Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. We always love your comments and your suggestions and thoughts. The Jets are better off just going after Lamar Jackson and leaving Aaron in the dust. It is not worth it, but they are too far gone into this stupid thing. If they want Lamar, they're going to have to offer a ton of money because, yeah. again, what the Ravens did is they, they – I think it was tendered him or something, and – 
So whoever offers him a contract, the Ravens a non-exclusive. Tag. Yeah, the Ravens can match it. Yeah, they can choose to match it or not. So in order to take him away from the Ravens, you are going to have to put a stupid number out there. Yeah. And if you put a dumb number out there that's way too high, and the Ravens believe you're overpaying, they're not going to match it. You're going to get Lamar Jackson. But you're not getting anybody else this offseason. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things. So, you know, obviously one of your favorite guys um, is Ole Kolinex before we go to break. My boy. We're going to have Evan Bland coming up after this. We're also going to have Steve Sipple coming on the second hour to join us. He was supposed to come yesterday, but he had a funeral uh, engagement that he had to deal with. Uh, so we'll have those two joining us. And then we'll also talk about uh, the uh, the uh, NCAA tournament. And we'll, we'll, we'll kind of break down s- some teams – specifically mm-hmm. uh, both in the West and the South. Yes. So we'll start there, and uh, then we'll do the uh, East and the Midwest on tomorrow as things get rolling. But that's how we're going to do it here on the block. But first, tell us about Oleg. Do you think Oleg has a chance to go big time, or do you think uh, maybe a good mid-major will, know, will, will land him? I Oleg was a top 250 recruit coming out of high school, I believe, if I remember correctly. He was a three-star um and very raw. If, if very raw, but if you watch some of his high school tape when he played for Lithuania in the under sixteen tournament, um, he was giving people buckets. He was he was doing pretty well. I mean, he was coming off of screens, getting underneath. He was pretty wide open, but he was also able to to finish with a couple fancy post moves. He had some decent footwork. Again, it was under sixteen, mm-hmm. so I mean, it was people his age, but. Um, you never really got to see that here. He never really got to get on the court, and when he did, he was mostly setting screens, cutting the basket, not getting the ball. The only time he would get it was off of a rebound if he happened to get that. So I don't know um, if somebody's willing to take a chance on him. I don't see another power conference team taking a chance yeah. on him. Maybe a mid-major. He might have to go a little bit lower than that. Um, but I I think that Oleg can go somewhere and have some success. I don't know how much success, but I think he can go somewhere and do something. I mean, he's a seven footer. For he still sake. has a couple like, of years. Yeah, they, those don't grow on trees. So yeah. he's a he's a redshirt sophomore. I believe he has three or four years. I don't know if he gets the COVID year. I don't think he was here for that. So I think he has three years left to play uh, collegiate basketball. We'll see where he ends up. But um, it really kind of puts a not a damper but puts Nebraska's big man situation in a weird place because you're losing Derek Walker who was the heart and soul of your team really him and Sam Greasel you're losing him the undersized big man and now you're losing Oleg that leaves you with Blaze Kata and Wilhelm Breidenbach Blaze Kata as we saw this year struggled with injuries however serious or whatever they may have been. He struggled with injuries, struggled to stay on the court, and Wilhelm Breidenbach was just so inconsistent from game to game. We know he has talent because we've seen it, but the inconsistency is what doomed Nebraska with him. You have two big men. Not that much you're not, nothing uncertain I, about. Yeah, right. you're uncertain about both of them. Yeah. So you're not gonna, you don't have much depth, and Oleg would have just provided you another big body that you could put in there in case one of them gets in foul trouble if somebody's hurt. Just somebody who can grab boards. Maybe you're not looking to use him offensively, but again, it's a big body. He can get boards. He can kick it out. He can do whatever. Now you have those two. So Nebraska is not only going to have to go into the transfer portal to look for a for-sure dynamite scorer, which is kind of what everybody's kind of agreed to. That's what Nebraska needs. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to have to go into the portal and find a big man. But what kind of big man is Nebraska looking for? Are you going to attempt to go the same Derek Walker route, maybe an undersized guy who you might be able to run your offense through from time to time? Because I think you have – you know some really good point guards that you can run your offense through, but if you have somebody that you can kind of dish it off to and they can do things, is that where you're going to go, or are you going to go for the two other things? Uh, a, a guy who is just massive, boards, dunks, blocks, that's the guy that you want, 
or is it going to be a guy who's a little more technical mm-hmm. on the inside? Somebody that you can get the ball down to and just say, go to work, big fella. So, so for me, right? Um, I talked about this on Hooked on Huskers, and we're going to take a break after this, but I talked about this on Hooked on Huskers, and we've kind of mentioned this off, off scene. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for an addition where he's a gazelle, he's a Mikey Moore type, mm-hmm. where he runs, he blocks, he bangs on you, and he can hit a nice little mid-range if you need him to hit it. A little, like, 12-footer? Yes, but but he, he's not a guy that you have to run stuff through for him to still be effective in the mm-hmm. game. That's how Mikey Moore was to me. Uh, he's that type of guy. Um, who jumps in the portal that's like that? That's why I'm keeping my eye on it to see. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a potential, but he just needs a good offseason in Wilhelm Breidenbach. You've also got a potential – in in Blaze Keita, see what you don't know about Blaze is Blaze capable of hitting fifteen. He's got mm-hmm. good touch. He's just his footwork needs to get a little bit of work. But I, I said this before, and I'll say it once again: If I'm the Nebraska Cornhusker coaching staff, I'm putting Drew Timmy tape. I've got a whole treasure trove mm-hmm. of all his game from his junior year to his senior, uh, senior year, and every game I need you to be watching this. So you need to come back looking like him <laughs> okay. if, you, if you go home. So I got, I got. Um, well, I was going to say something. Uh, something about a big man. I don't remember, but I got a little bit of breaking news for you. You ready for this? Ready. This is NFL news. Okay. Somebody got cut. Ooh. A running back got cut. Oh no. A running back down south got cut. Oh. Houston. Nope. <gasps> It's got to be Dallas. Yep. It's got to be my boy. Yep. Zeke. Yep. Freaky Zeke. He gone. They got rid the of Cowboys him. Cowboys cut Ezekiel Elliott. I can't believe they did it. Okay. Talk to me. The uh, the seven, the seven seasons, franchise three-time Pro yeah. Bowler out of Dallas. They well, franchised gosh. Tony Pollard. Yep. They cut Zeke. Well, we'll see how We can talk about this we'll later because we got to get to a break and get to Evan Bland, but... That is interesting, interesting, to say the least. Coming back after the break, we'll have Evan Bland here on 93.7 The Ticket. We are on the block. Me and Rico, we'll be right back after this.